Well, hello there. Episode 15 of Sobriety Uncensored. It is Daniel and Jenna. Say hi, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. <laughs> oh, well played. Well played. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Um, it's been a great experience. This is our 15th episode, and we're getting more people hanging we out. Are. And uh, and I love that. We love that. Very grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Um, our podcast remains unfancy, and I think that's how we like it. Um, yeah, I think that's the part of the draw. Yeah, well, that's some of the feedback we get. More like a yeah. conversation, less of a finger wag. Um, but if you felt like oh sponsoring us, that's correct on any level. Um, uh, yeah, please do. You're welcome to yeah start that conversation. <laughs> you can you can slide right into the email. Right. Yeah, into email. you can spearhead that. <laughs> conversation <laughs> that effort that's fine uh, um what's it gonna take to get you on instagram me yeah i was on it oh i actually have a little bit of a secret um oh you have a, there you have a finsta what's that mean it's a term that the fake youth use yeah for like a fake instagram like i call my fake uggs fugs same yeah. concept. Same concept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I used to, prior to being on TikTok, I have some family um, far away, and it was really a way to just share yeah. photos of the ducklings and whatnot. And then I honestly started to get a little bit funny about, like, <laughs> I was, I started to get, I don't want to throw myself under the bus here. I was looking <laughs> at things and getting a little bit like, Ew, like, <laughs> why do they think they're so fucking fancy? Like, just doing too much comparisons yeah. and, you know, just the whole fake shit. And I'm, it just started to get a little too negative for me. So I blocked everything except one family member, basically. <laughs> I still like you. Yeah. <laughs> Your life and then is we worse were, than mine. And then I spoke with him and I was like, I'll just text you photos from now on. Like, I'm just <laughs> shutting it down. So I really don't get on there at all. The only reason I'm asking is because people graciously text or DM me on Instagram looking for you. And, oh. and so just so everyone knows, Jenna is not oh. on Instagram. Oh. Um, so I'm they send me messages like, Hey, I like you, but where's Jenna on here? I'm trying, <laughs> like, I'm trying to, um, I love that. Yeah. Great picture with your kid, Daniel. But yeah. <laughs> let's fucking move on. Where's Jenna? That's cute. She's not on. So oh, yeah, that's okay. I'm not on. I won't be on. Oh, you heard okay. it here Just first folks. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Um, I'm still dealing with a fake account that. Yes. I cannot get TikTok to take down. That was upsetting. It is upsetting. It's um, they've just tweaked my name a little bit. And what's upsetting about it is that they're asking people for like twenty seven hundred, three thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, pretending <gasps> to be me. Oh shit! DMing them, being like, "Hey, I can fix you," which I can't <gasps> fix. I can't fix anyone. And also, I don't would never ever ever no suggest that suggest that. Um, so I've been going back and forth with TikTok, um, and I filled out all the paperwork, and then they just sent me back more things I need to provide to them. Oh my goodness. So that this person could stop pretending to be me. Oh my God. What a mess. It is a mess. It's like the new email scam, you know? Yeah. Uh, I got, I got uh, my, someone tried to file for, 
<laughs> Someone tried to file for unemployment um, with my social security number and my name once. Oh, wow. And thank God my employer, my employer are the ones that told me about it. And they were like, uh, you need to like do some. Yeah some damage control here. It was really scary. It was during COVID too. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like a COVID nurse. Like, come on. As if, right. as if my day to day to day isn't enough of a fucking shit show right now. You're going to try to steal my identity. You have it here. 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 Take it. Yours. But the yeah. ships are also yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Motherfuckers. How far you get. <laughs> um, we, so I have a, a funny story that just, you know how every once in a while, and I don't know if anyone on here experiences this, but when, and I've talked about this before, but sometimes I get, I get sick, like nauseous, uh, the mm. stomach bug or something. And it's a great reminder of mm. why I don't drink. And also like, what the fuck did I do that to myself for, for right. so long? Like I was just a willing participant actively seeking to feel that way. Mm. And now if i slightly have the man flu i'm like on the <laughs> i'm like ah I'm like the, in the fetal position like someone help me this is legit <laughs> this is like this is legitimate i didn't you know? do this to myself this time i promise <laughs> so we're driving home from uh san francisco bay area to to visit my parents after christmas and we're driving back down and um i'm I'm driving, it's pouring rain and it is just a, a trip from hell, you know, mm. like a long, and every single time we're like, we should fly. And then we're like, no. Wait, how long of a trip is it? It's, it's supposed to take about seven hours. It takes, it took us 10 hours each way oh, to drive. God. And, and mind you, our kids, I have like a little Wi-Fi hotspot for when I travel and I threw that thing in the car. The kids had Wi-Fi and they're still complaining. Right. But of course, but those of us born in the 1900s will understand (laughs) what road trips used to be like that, you know? So, so I'm like, fuck you. And you're whining anyways. Yeah. So we're on the way home. We're driving. It's pitch black. It's raining. And -hmm. I have a few emails I'd like to get done. So Right before you get into Los Angeles, there's a pass called the Grapevine, which takes about an hour or so to get over. And there's six lanes of freeway and everyone's just jamming, right? And there's nowhere to stop, really. So right before that, there's a gas station. We get gas. My wife's like, I'll just drive the rest of the way so you can send us emails. Mm. I send like three emails and I get carsick. Mm. Carsick, nauseous. Let like me ask chi- you this. Like a just child. Pause. Yeah, yeah, like a like a little person. Now pause. As a kid, you're saying while we were in the 1900s and we knew mm-hmm. how to do even back then, did you get car sick as a kid? Or is this a new onset in adult, adult, adult onset car sickness? <laughs> adult, adult onset car sickness. Okay. Uh, I mean, did I like car trips? No, but my family and I, as, as kids, we drove across the entire United States twice, mm-hmm. two, two full summers. Fuck that. All the way. Yeah. Just to every fucking. <laughs> like stopping along the way and all. Yeah. Camping mm-hmm. at every yeah. Civil War battlefield just so that we could be haunted while we're getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Um, You're like the Griswolds. I know. Right. We are. We are. <laughs> That's a very accurate statement. Um, but, I, but I think I'm also the older sister just complaining the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Audrey. Right? Yeah. Audrey. I got a quarter for you too, Audrey. <laughs> so. 13 minutes, three emails. Oh. I'm like, so I'm like, where's the Dramamine? 
So I take the Dramamine. Okay, uh, good. You were prepared. Yeah, Dramamine's bullshit. I acted too late. Um, <laughs> don't sue me, Dramamine. It's just I only had children's and I didn't know how many to take, right? Right. So I just took them all. Um, yeah, just take them all. That probably it can't help. hurt. It can't. So I could have OD'd on Dramamine, not quite <laughs> sure, or I was just really carsick. We're going down <laughs> and I'm going to throw up, right? But and everyone in the car is wow. screaming. All of the windows are down. I know it's so dramatic, right? And my daughter has a, I'm like, I need a bag. Right. And she hands me a broken, slightly broken paper Whole Foods bag. Okay. I got it. I got the visual. What do you mean slightly just, broken? Like, are like we have a hole a, in the bottom? Like, or it was what? like ripping down the side. Okay, got it. Had, it. had a bunch of groceries in it. So right, she right. just like threw all the groceries on the floor, all oh. the snacks, handed She's it like, to I me. like, I got you, dad. Yeah, no. She, but, you know, paper bags, not a good strategy. Um, no. All the windows are down. All the kids are crying. Like, <laughs> not crying tears, but just like with disgust, right? There's yeah. no, my wife's like, I cannot pull over. And Wait, my old, were you actively vomiting at this oh, point? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Like an infant or like a three-year-old, <laughs> like into a Whole Foods bag, all of the windows down. It's pouring rain. My oldest daughter is screaming, throw it out the window. <laughs> she wanted me just to chuck the bag <laughs> out. The, she's like, it's compostable. I was just going to say that. She's smart. Yeah, but can you imagine you're just like already in a storm? on the yeah. freeway in LA and you get hit by a barf whole food bag. bag. <laughs> like splat. You're welcome. Windshield. Yeah, so. Your windshield wiper <laughs> hits it and smears it across the whole windshield. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, so, oh my God. Um, so finally we can pull over to another yeah. gas station on the other side. And you know, it's a paper bag. So I pick it up to bring it out of the car. And, oh my God. The bottom yeah. fell out. Oh Stop yeah. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> So then, this is a nightmare. <laughs> so then we stop. Obviously, at Ugh, the gas station. I'm exhausted. I know. I'm sorry, everyone. Hold on. I'm <laughs> almost okay. done. I'm Hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. So we stop at the gas station, and do we park underneath the where you could get gas? No, we park right in front of the door, so I can continue to stand in the rain as I clean out the entire <laughs> car with like Lysol wipes. Anyways, uh, it was a great reminder of it's the exact feeling of when I would be hungover, mm. like that nausea, that headache. And then instantly I was fine. Isn't I was like, let's go, let's go kids. Wow. So that was, um, even getting back in the car, you felt all right. How yeah. much further did you have to go? Like an hour. Hmm. So, no more emails. I only get car sick <laughs> when my, when my wife drives, no, <laughs> no offense, no offense. Um, I've heard that you're supposed to, I, this might be seasick. I don't know, but you're supposed to like, look at the horizon. Yeah. People self focused. I don't like, normal, knock down at something like a book or a screen. I normally don't get car sick though. Um, yeah. you know, when I travel to speak and sometimes I'll have to Uber, like from the airport all the way to the destination, it could be an hour or something. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll do email and text the whole time. Interesting. Eh, something the stars aligned it was stress you know, and it's just one of one of those things <laughs> i have late onset car late sickness. onset yeah did you ever see that seinfeld episode <laughs> where he doesn't want to break his break his uh vomiting streak <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, so I've vomited in my car a few times into grocery bags, and I, I'm happy to tell you a couple of those stories. It's not something I'm proud of, but uh, it it was a very sad um, reality for me a couple times when I was struggling with, and God, I my honestly, I don't want to sound too gross or gross anybody, <laughs> but my mouth is watering as I, as you're telling this story. It's like you can really, really. Viscery, viscerally <laughs> yes. feel this shit. Well, welcome to Nat Nat Geo's version of sobriety. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's episode fifteen. Vomit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the faint of heart. That's right. So, um, yeah. So this was always not always, but this was the battle that I um, had with myself more than once was the immediate the immediate gratification of wanting to slug down a bunch of booze and forgetting where I was about to be or forgetting what I need, where I was on my way to go. Mm -hmm. So I told one story on TikTok a long time ago. This is probably within my first month of posting. Um, Duckley number one had an orthodontist appointment and I, she was at her dad's but I had the day off. So I was going to go pick her up and take her or she was at school. I, I don't know. One way or another, I had to drive from my house to go get her and take her to the orthodontist. Right. And in my old school minivan that I rocked. All right. Don't come at me about the minivan. I fucking killed that thing. It was a beautiful vehicle. <laughs> and served me well. But one of the drawbacks, depending on how you look at it, of the minivan is there's that secret compartment right yeah. behind the front console in the floor. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You I pulled did, the, I the carpet up. And when I discovered that thing, I was like, oh, like the heavens <laughs> are shining down on my new hiding place. Right. And um, so I used to stash the small cardboard because I didn't want bottles rolling around in there. Anybody to hear them. Right. So the smaller, so fucked up the, the lengths that we went to as alcoholics right. to fulfill our addiction. But uh, I would get those cardboard like it was like a box of wine but a roadie size you know yeah. what i mean just like uh -huh. a one-hander yeah i get a bunch of those and put them in my secret compartment and inevitably i would forget they're there or you know i would have put them there in a drunken stupor or whatever right and um it was probably like nine o'clock in the morning and i i was like shit i forgot i have those i i literally was in my minivan in route to go get duckling number one Please don't mistake my enthusiasm in telling this story as something that I'm proud of because right. I'm not. It's it's heartbreaking and awful and sad. And it was a debilitating time in my life. And I don't want to downplay that at all. But sometimes when we tell stories like this, it makes people feel not so like such fuck ups. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Makes them feel it's it's a validation thing, a relatability thing. So I pulled over in this area in front of like a, a development on the way and I reached I went into the back seat and like chugged down one of those roadie wine things. And I got back in the front seat and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like you're about to take your daughter to the orthodontist. It's 9 a.m. Like it, it just was this weird conundrum. Right. Like I was like, oh, yay, I'm off today. I, you know, I'm going to run some errands. I'll get my little buzz on and it'll be fine. And yes, I was getting in my vehicle because let's be. Let's be honest, alcoholics drive with alcohol in their system, not necessarily shit faced, 
But there were many times when I had a roadie and people will talk about, you know, having a to-go cup in your cup holder of something with something in it, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking sips throughout your day. That that's part of the functionality of it. That's a, a scary and sad reality. So I got back in the front seat, had my reality check. Got in the third bench seat, baby. That's where the puking would happen. So I took a grocery bag because I always had them in my car. Right. And went back there and forced myself to puke it up. So it was like undigested, fresh wine, 9 a.m., probably some coffee mixed in. Red or white? Red, baby. Always red. Oh, shit. Yeah, white wine's for babies. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm I'm messing with you, Daniel. I know that was your uh, that was your go to the white. But yeah. you're in California. That's what you do out here on the East Coast. We do more of the red. <laughs> that was me trying to people when I posted on New Year's Eve. I posted that TikTok that popped yeah, about. Yeah. Um, and it, and the comments are really funny because I talk about I was at PF Chang's and I had white wine. And everyone's just like, "Well, that's your problem. Is that you drank white wine?" Yeah, and yeah. This, this was. Which, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. Not, that you're, was the problem in that scenario. Yeah, it was white was, wine. Yeah, <laughs> that, and they're not they're not wrong, but right. um, but the my drink my drunk brain was like trying to. I would that was the bartering phase where I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to drink vodka, so I'll just mm-hmm. drink white wine because it has mm-hmm. less alcohol in it. Right, right, etc. Like the swapping. Yeah. The swapping phase, I feel like it's a very natural phase. Swapping, negotiating with yourself. Yeah. Correct. Like, oh, I'm only going to drink this alcohol percentage or that alcohol percentage. Right. Um, Right. So, yeah, same thing. I Mm -hmm. am pretty um, indignant that I never drove drunk. And I actually posted about this. Somebody asked me if I drove drunk. And I said, I don't recall driving drunk, but I. But in thinking about it and reflecting on it, I would say with alcohol in your system, absolutely. Because how yeah, can you how course. can you have that much alcohol at night and then get up at six in the morning and drive to work? Sure. I might not be chugging it while I'm driving, but it right. was certainly in me, right? But and there, there were, are and there, some of us that have been there where you're drinking alcohol while you're driving. I mean, right. it's a reality. Well, of, and I would drink while, while anyone else was driving. I would mm-hmm. If I was not driving, I always had a roadie. Right always had and so and and a lot of times I would just be like make up some bullshit excuse and yeah uh, like oh can you drive or whatever and then I'd have my Trader Joe's water sparkling water bottle that was actually just vodka with like a little enough to have still bubbles in it right 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 yeah real fucking sneaky (laughs) well I mean I've talked about this before your priorities get all fucked up in addiction and you are the your last priority it's sound it's this weird like you're selfish. You're selfish on behalf of your addiction, but you are your last priority when it comes to safety, health and safety and stuff like that. And like I've talked about how my nursing license was more important to me than most other things in life. I couldn't possibly lose that. So I didn't drink before or at work. And the same thing with being in a vehicle. If the ducklings were in the vehicle with me, you know, of course I wasn't drinking a roadie of wine. That's why I had that epiphany during right. that story was, wait, I'm going to get a duckling right now. This isn't just me time, but like for the sake of myself or countless other strangers on the road that it could have been, you know, that could right. have gone really wrong. And I'm incredibly grateful. I'm not sure why the universe didn't, didn't 
select me as someone who suffered in some way, whether it was legally or physically, when it came to having a buzz on when I was driving around running errands and stuff. But like that, I always rationalized it as, you know, I'm good. I'm fine. I just have a little buzz on. I'm just making my errands more interesting, you know, a little more fun. There was a little naughty piece of that to me. Ooh, I'm getting away with doing something so naughty. Oh, I'm so fucking interesting, you know, to myself, (laughs) not to anyone else. So like the ducklings, uh, although I couldn't get sober, quote unquote, for them, um, thankfully having them in my car did keep me in line during those times. Uh, it wasn't something that I participated in as a passenger. Yes. You know, no, shotgun. Oh, for sure. It yeah. was like, that was your green light. But, um, so I did, I, I did that. And then I, I, I I wrapped the grocery bag up in another grocery bag and I went and picked up duckling number one. And I just was so out of sorts. I was anxious. I was upset. I was heartbroken. I just thought what, like, I just had this really, I was having close to like an anxiety, like a panic attack. Yeah. And they picked up on that because duckling number one is a very cerebral and insightful person, even in her youth, like much younger. She was always, Mm -hmm. she's an empath. She's very in tune with other people and what's something's wrong, you know? Right. And she asked me, it's clear as fucking day to me. Um, she said, you know, are you okay? You seem, are you all right? Do, Do you not feel good? Like was asking me questions. I said, yeah, my tummy's a little funny, feeling a little funny. It's okay. I'll be fine. And, um, and it just fizzled. And then I threw the grocery bag away at the orthodontist office. I took it inside with me in the hallway. <laughs> like what? I took it in with me and threw it in their hallway trash can. Like what? I, it, it's like thinking like at the time I thought, Ooh, good. I can get rid of this here. Like this is a, right. a dumpable spot. And, and that's what I did. But God, how you look back on those moments and just think I cannot believe I went to those lengths. And then I continued to drink later that day. Right. You know, it wasn't like a game changer for me. I was heartbroken in the moment, but my talent as an addict was denial and really stuffing back you have a horrible experience. Okay. It was it it was what it was in the moment. Now we're on to something else and now we're just fine. You know, now yeah, I'm and, and telling yourself like, oh yeah, you know, well, I stopped and I dealt with it and I'm, and I was responsible. Yeah. So this is exactly. my reward and yeah. and on yeah. we go. Right. Yeah. I just, the nausea and the sickness to me mm. always brings me back to, I, I mean, I have a, a, a completely clear memory of dropping my oldest, you know, because when I stopped, we only had one. And her daycare was one way. And then we would pass directly by the street by our house for me to go to work. Right. Mm -hmm. So going to drop her off at daycare and then coming home to throw up and then Mm -hmm. going on to work Mm. like it was normal. Right. Like, oh, yeah, let me go ahead and do this. Let's just get it out of my system. You know, yeah, Yeah. get it over with. I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. I'll pop some Excedrin, you know, then I can have my coffee or whatever. Right. And saying that out loud is so it's embarrassing yeah it's embarrassing yeah and really it should be we should be embarrassed and, yeah. and i should feel i should feel shame over moments yeah. like that like i haven't released there is a lot of shame that i've released that i refuse mm-hmm. to control me but that is a shameful moment that it's important for me to revisit 
you know, like we've talked about before. Yeah, keeping those I, I a few core memories. That. Yeah, right. And that's for me this drive home. Something about being in the car with the kids and getting sick. I like. I felt embarrassed. I mm-hmm. felt. I mean, it was funny, but it 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 brought back um, an association with being ill and shame. Like because anytime I was like that before in in drinking and addiction, right. I was always trying to play it off as something else, but I I knew that it was because I was drinking or my wife knew it was because I was drinking. And then when I get sick now, I just go back. It like it almost took my brain right back to that. We don't get sick like, or, you know, I don't know. It was, it was a crazy, I mean, it was funny. It was funny. We were all laughing about it after it was finished. Everyone handled it like a champ, yeah. but oh, I'm just good. like, I'm a, you know, I'm a child, but I very much <laughs> operated in that same capacity in a very secret way for years. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, um, when, if and when you were getting sick and your wife was aware as to why, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did she, would she pat you on the back and say, it's okay, you're going to be okay? Like, what were her reactions? Was she like that? Or was she more like, mm, okay, well, you do, you know, you did that. Like, yeah, what, she what was, was her... the the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like don't don't come in here with your bullshit and let it disrupt mm-hmm. the schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. she was very empathetic in a lot of ways, but not from a, and nor should she have been. Mm-hmm. And we have a house to run, we have shit to do, we have right. obligations, and right. just because I and in particularly remember like one Easter, having to go to church on Easter morning just hung over just Mm. you know the worst and she's like get the fuck up and we are going Mm. she was she was talented in the operation side of things by scheduling shit really early (laughs) yeah well she still does right doesn't she she, schedule like her exercise class yeah she still she still does and but now i'm like i'm into it right because let's get the show on the road yeah yeah let's Uh get the show on the road but that whole selfishness of resenting things like a kid's birthday party or having to go somewhere or just like normal shit like that that I signed up for by getting married and and having a family and being you know then I was like finding those things to be inconvenient is a very light way of saying it right but really fucking annoying right and then like (laughs) to the point where it was like it's so dumb that I was so angry when I look back on that, like, God, you were so resistant. You'd be so mad if right. someone had a birthday party, whereas you should be grateful that they have friends inviting them to a birthday party. Yeah. Right. Right. Mad that you have to participate in it. Like, God. yeah. Like, well, I'm so pissed. Yeah. People are inviting our family to do things. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did me. your wife schedule stuff for you early? Was it an intentional kind of like, hmm, no. Sorry, but you have to like uh, well, unspoken. I, I'm uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. But she's always just real efficient at capturing right. time and like on the go. And um, in our house, we call them sub plans mm-hmm. because it's the running joke. Because we will all get in the car to go do one thing, and then she'll be like, "Oh, but I also while we're out, while yes. we're out I actually just need to." I have a target drive up or passing by the yeah. So yeah. and everyone's like, no, you said that we were just gonna go to church, or you said we were just gonna go to this one thing. Right. We'll get, we'll get home like 90 minutes later. Yeah. So, but I don't 
she can do whatever she wants. I mean, as long as it's not crazy, but like even a few days ago, I have a Thule, not I, we have a Thule roof rack uh, cargo carrier, which we got last year. And they were very hard to get coming out of the pandemic because everyone was just driving everywhere. Mm, mm-hmm. I drove all over fucking Southern California to find one. Mm. And it's, you put it on your roof. Anyways, since we got back from the holidays, I haven't taken it off. Mm-hmm. My wife took care of that though, because she went into a parking garage. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we know where this is going. And she was, uh... she was like, I just thought the speed bumps were really loud. <laughs> she was on the phone with somebody like on Bluetooth. And she's like, what the fuck? It's out loud in here. Oh, my God. As the roof rack is like, you know, being pulled like, off. Yeah, of the car. slowly getting dragged back. <laughs> <laughs> so and then she, this mom and daughter were like, looking at her and she's like they just kept staring at me and I was like what the <laughs> fuck and then I realized and they were like pointing up and she was like oh <laughs> and she uh, what heaven oh thanks I know I'm an angel and so she calls she calls me she's like I got some bad news but I'm like that's oh, okay yeah. yeah with all the shit you put up with oh we can nice. have another roof like I just don't care yeah good that was the best way to react Daniel I can speak as a as a spouse on behalf of spouses everywhere. (laughs) It's like, whatever, (laughs) we'll get a different one. Well, um, I had some people in my life. I have a bit of an enabling story, um, back to vomiting. Oh yeah. Um, Let's keep it it the main thing. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But this is a, a hungover story. Um, the hubs and I planned a holiday party at our house, uh, before pre COVID. And um, we threw a fun party, you know, have an eclectic mix of people, friends and family and all that good stuff, like I'm sure most people do. But, um, you know, the booze was always readily available and we would, you know, just all kinds of stuff. We could we would play games sometimes and, you know, all that good stuff. But anyway, I had the menu, like all the food ready to like put together like I was in planning mode. Okay, in my active addiction or like pre shit show like I wasn't quite at the height but we were working up to it yeah and um the night before while I was prepping of course you your pre-party party party oh yeah Yeah. 100% and I I just got so hammered just like an absolute fucking train wreck right but I was still getting my shit done I was still doing doing my (laughs) to-do list was getting completed (laughs) and I I wasn't a huge hangover person. Like I would get hungover, but uh, I, it wasn't always debilitating for me. It had to, I had to really, really overdo it usually with like hard alcohol for mm-hmm. me to, to be like bedridden. That wasn't really my, the way it worked out for me. I mean, I mm-hmm. would feel like shit, but I always kind of yeah, powered through it. But anyway, um, so we have this party planned and I am a mess. Like I got up the next morning and was probably still um, drunk from the night before, at least buzzing. And I probably started drinking again to ease the misery of, you know, having alcohol in me. And uh, I probably, you're about to have a party. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in the morning when I got up, like trying to get the house ready and all the rest of the food, all the last minute shit. Um, and I just hit a wall and I was an absolute mess. And I put, got myself into the bed. (laughs) 
I got into the bed, fully clothed. I called my mommy. <laughs> and I was like, mom. And the hubs, it was just unspoken. He knew I, he knew I was hungover. He was probably also hungover. Okay. Uh, because we did those kinds of things together frequently. Right. And I'm sure he was right there with me, um, you know, pre-partying. But not quite to my <laughs> level that night. You know, sometimes we'd outdo each other. But so I hit a wall. I call up mommy and <laughs> and I was like, mom, I, 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 I'm, something's wrong with me. You know, I, I didn't say I was hungover. I didn't want her to be like, well, sorry. You know, yeah. you did that to you yourself. Get. Yeah. I was like, there's something wrong with me. Like, there's really something wrong with me. I don't know if I can have this party. I think I'm going to have to cancel it. Like, that's how horrible I was feeling. It just came on me all of a sudden. And she's like, oh no. You know, now my mom is this unconditional love woman, but definitely an enabler. Okay. Definitely someone who not only forgave me verbally for all of my fuck ups, but also wouldn't give me any kind of talking to, you know, mm -hmm. it's just not her vibe. It's not her scene. And I knew that deep down inside, I didn't take advantage of her. Uh, I don't think I consciously took advantage of her, but I did look to her for like uh, everything's going to be okay kind of vibe you know right. what I mean? yeah. she was my go-to for that and still is yeah and like she, an you know, like an emotional stabilizer like a right still it's going to be fine yeah and we have since talked about the fact that she was an enabler for me without realizing it it wasn't something she did on purpose she did had no idea the extent of my addiction right. and so that didn't help um with her being able to kind of because she's got a little bit like her name's judy She's the cutest and she's got a little bit of like a stern, you know, like my cousins will be like, don't fuck with Aunt Judy. Like she's the <laughs> sweetest until she's not like, right. you know, when the sweetest aunt in the family gets serious, like, okay, like that's it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how she is as a mom too. You know, she'll, she'll, uh, and you know, all right. Okay, Jude, I gotcha. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't do that. She did do that with me. And it's because she genuinely believed that I wasn't well. Um, mm -hmm. So she came over. She's like, you're not canceling the party. If you have to stay in bed all day, then that's what you have to do. But you're having your party and I'm coming over and I'm doing all the stuff. And she did. She came over. She did all the food. She did. She did everything. And then miraculously oh. about, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> about 20 minutes before my guests started to arrive. I feel fine. Like, oh, that was a great nap. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, hubs and mom. You guys really knocked it out of the park. Woohoo! Like, and then you're mixing yourself a drink. It's just, but without realizing it, that was an enabling moment, probably from both of them without, you know, realizing mm -hmm. it, you know, he was just, he was doing his thing. He planned on having the party still checking on me. You, you okay. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah. That was but, a, that was a, an interesting dance too, with my wife and I, because I don't, I've talked to about this, how she won't, she wouldn't buy me alcohol toward the end. You know, mm -hmm. if I wanted alcohol, I was on my own. Um, and we wouldn't rearrange any plans to compensate for my drinking mm -hmm. and she wouldn't cover for me if I was really hungover. Right. It was just like a really, yeah, your choice is your choice, but that's good. We're not gonna, you know, rearrange everything. Mm -hmm. And mind you, our friend group, like we went out to brunch this last, 
Maybe not I actually ordered avocado toast. <laughs> so we went out to we went out to brunch and at this place called the Country Club. And mm. it is like a throwback bar, bar bar, you know, and they have a brunch and people are there to get drunk, you know, they're just mm. older and more refined. And it's like a different age and stage. And it's funny because the, the 10 of us that went would always go to this other place called Sharky's. Mm. <laughs> Sounds before, like a little more my scene. Before, yeah. yeah, before kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. which was like the same concept, just a different, you know, a different mm. age and stage. But because we still have that group um, of friends, and this is kind of what I'm talking about, where people are like, oh, losing losing friends and setting boundaries. I did take a big step back from that group for a long time, but you know, I went out to, went out to a brunch and and we're all older now with like mm-hmm. multiple kids each. So we're just not doing it, but it's not like everyone was getting drunk anymore mm-hmm. or anything like yeah. half of us were just drinking coffee. Maybe someone got like a mimosa, mm-hmm. but it didn't start like a, you know, if I was going to have a mimosa at brunch, I was going to have, is this bottomless or I'm not mm-hmm. going kind of bullshit you know so in a sense that enabling unconsciously probably still existed because we would still do things with all of these people because it was really fun for my wife right but why should she not have fun just because of me right so it can be a bit of a gray area sometimes in correct yeah yeah so uh, i don't know well, let me ask you this. Do you find that um, as we get older, you're a little tiny bit younger than me, but I feel like my friends are slowly, because they have healthy relationships with alcohol, they just don't really want it that much anymore, you mm-hmm. know? And uh, part of my pity party is never really knowing how that feels. You know what I mean? Not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can, I, I'm never going to know how that feels like, oh, I can kind of take it or leave it. Or it's like, I'd rather just not because I just feel so shitty because I'm getting older and I'm in perimenopause or in the middle of menopause, you know, right. speaking for the ladies. And, um, you know, they're like, or, you know, I just, I have too much shit to do the next day. Like gone are the days where I lay around. Can you imagine and, having that discipline where you would be like, I have too much to do tomorrow. I'm just not going to drink today. I can't. What is that? What, what, what is that? What is it? What is it? What, <laughs> I ju- what I just, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like I've so much to, my thing would be, I've so much to do today. I'm doing it with a buzz on. Fuck. That oh shit. yeah. Fuck it. Like that. It's the complete opposite of how they feel. And mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> your face right now. I'm just like, uh, what I'm saying is, you know, the fact that I will never know how that feels to just be like, you know what? Man, mm, just I'll let, just have one glass. I'm just going to let it go. Yeah. Or I won't even bother drinking. I know. Uh, it's just crazy to think. I envy. I do. There is a, and I think it's okay to envy people that can, it's all right. People are like, yeah. oh, don't be jealous. Don't, you know, don't be envious, but they're, that's okay. I'm allowed. <laughs> I mean, oddly, I bought a for for a present for my wife's birthday. I bought her these little mason jars that are like kind of have all the ingredients for a drink. And she mm-hmm. loves Palomas, which I've never had, luckily. I think they involve vodka and tequila, perhaps. Damn. I don't know. And all this like ingredients are in it. And so I got her two of them because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm looking at it through my alcoholic lens. 
one is not enough, (laughs) (laughs) right? This is, it makes six to 12 drinks each. Yeah. Yeah. So she needs two. (laughs) She's like, oh my God. He's like, Daniel, (laughs) what? Like, I don't, first of all, I don't really drink. And also I'm not going to have 24 Palomas. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't. That is hysterical. is that funny? That's just innate in you. You're just like, oh my God, one is not one's not gonna cut it. It's not gonna cut it. Like you always have to have more leftovers. Right. So we returned one of them. But oh, that's cool though. Man, that's fucking gross right there. You're buying gifts like that for your wife. I mean, well, and it doesn't come with the liquor, like it has like the I know, but still, but yeah. And it was at Mm -hmm. a shop that had lots of like little, you know, Mm -hmm. fucking shit like that. Um I mean, I'm bag. still at a place where I couldn't even, I, I, I wouldn't be able to purchase anything that any, anything to do with alcohol for anyone, whether, you yeah. know what I mean? I just, yeah. I'm not really there mentally to be able to say, oh, I've been sober for, you know, no. 16 months and now I can, yeah. it's just not where I'm at yet. When I'm at eight years like you, maybe I will be, but. And I actually still don't, I don't buy physical alcohol. Mm-hmm. So this is no, no. Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But even like that was the first time I think I purchased that anything like that for anyone. Mm-hmm. And it was for her. And of course, my little alcoholic brain was like, well, go big or go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> get a case like, of Gatorade to go yeah, with it. <laughs> yeah. Here's PD, here's some Pedialyte. Pedialyte. <laughs> <laughs> a gift certificate to the That's IV hysterical. hydration room. <laughs> And like all the shit that I would need to do, like drink those 24 Palomas because you better mm. fucking believe mm-hmm. like, nah, like yeah. two, two double, double straw, like a straw yeah. that looks like glasses, straw glasses. you know, <laughs> or the, like the construction helmet, yeah. you, like you know, the two beer cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if oh I didn't God. have one of those, I'd be lying. Oh. Um, I don't anymore, but that is, that's, that's funny. And like, so innocent on your part. Like you just were kind of like, yeah, hey, yeah, this is the way this is supposed to go down. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this what we do? This is not what we do. <laughs> no, no, it's not what we do. Okay. Honey. Well, that's cute. back to getting you candles. Um, <laughs> sure to God, we have like a thousand candles. I love candles so much. Just easy go-to gift. Listen, I, we can wrap up after this if it's time, but I just have a quick candle story. I've decided to start re, oh my God, can you tell I'm a lady on a budget? I decided to start, you know how you burn a candle and it still has wax in the bottom or along Mm -hmm. the sides. Yeah. Right. And you're like, you're recycling it. I have at least three more hours left in here. I'm not throwing this shit out. So I, I melt them down. I bought wicks. And Amazon will only send like 50 wicks in a pack. So I have lots of candles that I have to redo. But yeah, yeah, you melt them down and and you pour them all together and stick yeah. a wick in there and you got a new candle. Save us it's, off six bucks from the oldies. Seriously. It's like <laughs> it's like a candle jungle juice. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. a fucking wax Mai Tai. <laughs> It is. I'm like, let me mix these bitches up. See what I get. <laughs> what oh, flavor? What flavor? All oh right, everyone. We will see you back here for episode 16. Yes. Uh, stay hydrated with water, friends. All right. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>